0: Hello and welcome to the Interrobang podcast. I'm your host, Amy Simon. Thank you for being with me today and thanks for listening. Before we talk to our special guest, let's quickly go and talk about some of the news you may have missed this week. Starting January of 2022, Fanshawe College plans to expand in-person learning options as well as capacity limits for various campus experiences. Students can't expect to hear from their respective programs directly in the coming week in regards to any changes to their learning models. The semester, which begins January 5th of 2022, is expected to introduce increased in-person class delivery and more in-person campus activities. Residents, which so far this year have been operating at a decreased capacity, will return to full capacity in the winter term. For the college's three residence buildings, capacity has been limited to 1,220 students, along with 66 townhouse accommodations nearby that can house another 396 students. Access to athletic facilities, fitness centers, and dining options will also be increased, but there is little information at this time. During the fall term, only Fanshawe Student Union-funded dining options have been open, this including Oasis and Outback Shack, while Chartwell's eateries like Starbucks, Tim Hortons, and Subway have remained closed. More details are still to come, but for now, students can expect a more populated and active on-campus experience come the winter term. And more about Fanshawe, the college recently announced a new scholarship for Afghanistan refugees. In collaboration with London's Cross-Cultural Learning Centre, the Fanshawe-funded scholarship will be available for five students. It's two years of education, including tuition and fees. Also $500 each semester for expenses such as books. According to the executive director for reputation and brand management, Dave Schwartz, the final purpose for this scholarship is to help these individuals obtain great employment after graduating from Fanshawe. Any individuals interested in learning more on this scholarship are encouraged to communicate with London's cross-cultural learning center and speak to advisors there on their employment and academic goals. And lastly, at a news conference at the WAVE at Western University, NDP MPP Peggy Sattler reintroduced the Safe Night Out Act amidst the various cases of campus sexual violence. With a comprehensive provincial response to include sexual violence training with SmartServe, Sattler noted the new certification was long overdue. In providing additional protection, Sattler reflected the updated Safe Night Out Act will be evidence-based, with focus on consent. For those who have already obtained their SmartServe certification, the updated act will also require their training for sexual violence. Employees and contract staff, such as security hired at bars and nightclubs, will also undergo training. This act will also play a role in eliminating sub-minimum wage for liquor servers, recognizing the increased role servers must take in responding to sexual violence and awareness of vulnerability for themselves. As Sattler says, 80% of liquor servers are women, and Ontario is the only remaining province with a lower minimum wage for liquor service. Adding, it's about time that changed. Both Liberal and Conservative governments have declined Sattler's Safe Night Out Act from 2017, despite being sharply accepted by sexual violence experts. A reintroduction in October of the Enhanced Safe Night Out Act will be presented when the Ontario Legislature resumes. Now, let me introduce you to our guest. While we focus on the topic and importance of mental health this week, I sat down with Savvy Basilian, who is not only one of our fellow reporters for the Interrobang, but one of the college's peer support mentors. Peer support is emotional and practical support between two people who have shared a common experience, such as a mental health challenge or illness. A peer supporter has lived through that similar experience and is trained to support others. Savvy works more in our local campus setting, guiding and helping especially first-year students navigate through the college life. But before I spoil too much of what's to come, let's dive right in. Hi, Savvy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. You're
1: welcome.
0: So. This week we we're talking a lot about mental health and I've told our listeners already a little bit about Peer Support Canada but I know now that you are a peer support mentor with them and you're a supporter so is there anything you'd like to add just about the organization just jumping right off here?
1: Well I'm more of like a little peer support for fanshaw. like I get like paired up with some like first years and like some little those who just need like the extra support and stuff like just to make sure that they know their what they have available for them throughout the campus. And I basically, this is my first year doing it. So I'm so excited. I'm learning a lot as I'm mentoring. So like, it's kind of fun because I get to learn while doing so. And this is something I'm passionate about. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And diving into that passion too. What made you, you said this is your first year doing it, which is amazing. And especially helping first years, which I mean, I'm a second year now, but (laughs) That's incredible. I I know I needed a lot of help. And just what made you want to do this? What made you want to become this kind of peer supporter?
1: Well, like my first year at Fanshawe three years ago, I struggled a lot and I didn't know the resources I could get help from or stuff like that. And so when I finally started learning about the resources and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, More people need to know and stuff like that. So, I was working with my therapist at the school and we were talking, and he suggested last year that I should become a pure mentor. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready. We're like transitioning to like online school. Like, I don't think I can. I need time to like figure everything out. And then I saw the opportunity this year and I was like, I'm going to do this just because I want to be the help to someone that I didn't have
0: yeah that is incredible and and so so important and I know I I just said like I'm a second year so my first year was kind of all online and it was trying to figure things out and navigate through the the craziness that it was so I guess going off of that too what kind of support do you offer to these first years like what help do you give what kind of giving that
1: layout there if we can talk about yeah. that. basically i'm there for them to reach out to if they are feeling like they're falling behind and stuff like that they can reach out to me i can like give them the resources like that i know of um peer support or tutoring if it's like a topic i know i could definitely like sit down with them one-on-one help them the best to my ability but also like just be like that proper guidance because i know sometimes professors don't teach their students how to find their resources online and not many people know that they can go through like FOL and do like the digital library and like they can cite their their resource like right through the library and stuff like that so like I was like I want to help I want to just have them know that there's someone there like if they need someone to talk to about like mental health or like if they just need someone to like sit with them and lead them through assignments and like help them navigate a plan. That's amazing. And especially
0: when I even think back personally going to high school and hearing about, you know, what college is going to be like, it's like you have no help. That's kind of the the advice that I got from some of the teachers and some yeah. of the people. It's like you really you're there and you're fending for yourself. When in reality and some of the things that you're saying, there are people like that's that's not the case. <laughs> like yeah. like pe- there's people like you who have you know, all these outlets and you're there to help. So I guess, how has your experience been diving off of that? How has your experience been this year starting? Like, how has it worked out for you? How do you enjoy it?
1: I really love it. I found that it's just a very like nice little like outlet for me. I really love meeting people. I love learning about them, like learning their stories. Just knowing that if someone like is out there and they're like looking for help, just knowing that like i could be someone that they they rely and like trust on for that kind of help is nice and it also helped me too cuz like i struggle a lot with my own mental health i struggle with severe anxiety and panic attack disorder and i was like very anxious when i went into my first year like i was anxious like i knew nothing so like just having a voice and being like the one who sat through it all and is now like helping others, it kind of like comes full circle for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's just incredible. The fact that you are, you know, not only being this friendly outlet for people and, and helping them relieve that, you know, anxiety, because I had that too. Like I I personally have anxiety as well. And it's, it was so stressful coming in as a first year. And it's like, oh my God, I, I know I know nobody and I feel like no one's here to help me because that's what I've been told all through high school. I'm just yeah. here to fend for myself and it's it's so stressful. But the fact that there are people like you and who's sharing their own personal experiences as well and you were saying coming full circle and kind of diving more into that mental health as well. Do you have cases where there are people who ask for support when it comes to mental health and are you kind of trained to help them in that way? or
1: There are cases where like, people come to me like with just mental health questions and stuff like that I am not fully trained to the extent but like from my own experiences and just learning I really want to like get more like training in mental health and stuff like that because I do have people in my day to day life who come to me and like ask advice too because I've been on that journey of getting like the help and like getting into that routine of like therapy and stuff like that and like not many people talk about therapy or like getting the help because like there's such a stigma behind it i just want like the people who come to me to know that the stigma about getting help goes away when you get the help kind of deal
0: yeah exactly and and talking about that stigma too because it's something that i've been hearing even more recently and and you're right there are a lot of people who are almost afraid to go and seek that help and seek therapy and I guess why do you have any idea of why that is or anything kind of like
1: that I know for me when I was when I was so afraid of getting help it was because time and time again I had people just tell me that like it was all in my head and that like it's not a big deal like I'm just over overthinking and so I feel like people get those comments in their head where like people are like, oh, you're just overthinking thing or like everybody has anxiety kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, like everybody can have anxiety. It's just the people who are struggling with it can't have people tell them daily that, that it's just them, it's in their head. I'm like, no, you gotta like, like you gotta push through those little stigmas. And like, as soon as you find the right help for you, like I know for me, like, weekly therapy or like once in like, two weeks kind of thing but like once you find that like right balance for you it mellows out and you like you start feeling more in control and once you like stop listening to those voices of the people who are oh like it's just in your head oh like I get overwhelmed too it's like everyone deals and manages in different ways kind of deal so we just got to stop with like the talking of stigma of it yeah for sure and you're so right there there's such a difference between that
0: you know, the feeling of, of being anxious and actually being diagnosed with anxiety. Like it's, it's so different. And you're right. Cause I've even heard it when I'm having those experiences where I'm really anxious or I'm really overwhelmed and it's a result because of my anxiety. And there's people saying, yeah. you know, Oh, you're, you're just overwhelmed. You're just, you're just this, you're that, and you're right. It, it creates this kind of fear. Well, if everyone experiences this, then I don't need to go to therapy. And I think that's so important that you said, you know, we really need to start breaking down those those barriers and those the stigmas around it. And talking more, going back to, sorry, your experience as well, and, and being this, this mentor for, for young students. And I know you've only been it for a short time, but have you seen this kind of progression with the students that you have spoken with? And kind of what are they? And
1: Yeah, what I do is I try to do like a weekly check-in with the ones that I know are directly under my wing. I do like a weekly check-in and I like check in to see how they're doing because I know some people don't, they don't want to admit that they're like struggling and they, so like when I'm able to like help, when I'm able to just have a conversation with people, it kind of also helps me because like I take like that step back and I'm like, are you okay? Like, are you good? You know, like you do that little checklist in your head you're checking in on those around you. But like, you also sit there, you're like, are you okay? And it works. Because like, for me, I never just own my feelings. Or like, if I was feeling anxious, I shut down and like shut off. Now, if I like feel overwhelmed, or if I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, I take that little like, step back, I take the time for me. So like, just having the conversations with the ones that I like, mentor, giving them like that little checklist that they follow and I'm like, if you're overwhelmed, if you know, like what you need, the right free exercises or like the right little like way to unwind, you tell me what kind of method you're looking for. Like if you're looking for meditation, I can point you in that direction pretty much.
0: Yeah. Which is like, that's just incredible. And you're so right. You've pointed this kind of, this has just come to me too. Like you're, you're talking with these students and you're doing these weekly check-ins, but that also gives you the chance personally to, to reflect on yourself and be like, okay, well, how are you doing? Like, how am I doing? Because it's also important to obviously take care of yourself. And it, it's, it's just so, so incredibly important. And I guess kind of going from that as well, talking about, you know, you have a lot of students and first-year students, and there is that gap between, or sorry, high school workload and college workload. It, it is a drastic step. And you know midterms coming in and everything like that and stress does play such a huge effect on our mental health so in your experience in in just this you know since the beginning of the school until now <laughs> what <laughs> what is that kind <laughs> of no no it's all good it's okay. I guess going from that, what is that kind of common trend that you see some of those students that are kind of under your wing that you see them having? What, what common struggles have you seen these first year students having when coming to school and what they, a large majority of them are asking for help with?
1: Mostly like the workload and stuff like that. In high school, you have, like, the whole, like, day plan out. Like, you have your, like, schedule. And, like, you're, like, oh, like, you're going into a English class. Like, they, like, chances are if you have to have, like, a book read, they're going to tell you. You you come here and, like, you go into, like, one class. And, like, they assign, like, two assignments or something in, like, one class. And, and or, like, an assignment and a reading. And then, like, you go to your next class and, like, another assignment and a reading. And, then like, it's just, I find, like, the people I talk to, like, the ones that come to me a lot are always, like, how do we manage? Like, I'm like, you gotta, first of all, it's, it's a huge, like, difference, like, high school to this. Like, you come in, like, with high school, you have, like, you always have, like, your teachers or, like, your parents being, like, remember, this is due tomorrow. Whereas, like, you come here, and sometimes, like, your te- your teachers will, like, your profs will just tell you, like, they're, like, okay, assignment this date. And then, like, they don't mention it again. I know, like, for me, for some, like, the first years that, like, I've talked to, the deadlines, they like fast approach too. So like, I'm like, what you got to do is you got to sit there. Like I like to how I time block it, if that makes sense. I, and like, I teach, like I sit there and I, I will like run them through like a little time block. I'm like, what you do is you like schedule in time to work in the day. So say like you're working on homework on like a Friday and you like, you have Fridays off. So like you would like wake up at like whatever time you wake up. So like, say I woke up at nine. I start homework at like 9.30, work until 10.30, take a 15 to 20 minute break and then do like 11 to like 11.30 and then 12.30 to one, take like a, like at one to one 30, take like a lunch break and then like, or time for yourself and then jump back at it. Like have, I'm always like schedule like, and like keep it all like in a, somewhere that you can see it, like everything you have down, this is something I always do. I'm like, write your due dates on like a piece of paper, stick it to your wall, stick it to somewhere that you're gonna look. Like if you like use your mirror every day, have the assignments written out there. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. This is coming up. I have to schedule some time to sit down, work on it. A lot of people I have taught that to have actually been like, this works. Like it, it gives you like that structure yeah, that you so like lucky. had in high school.
0: Yeah, exactly. It teaches you to kind of ha- build that structure yourself and talking about high school, too, and just everything like that. It's it's so crazy. The amount of people, even who I've talked to some first years coming in, it's like they feel kind of underprepared for the overwhelmingness that is the college and university life. And it's because they're blaming it on the way that online schooling was kind of working because of the pandemic and things like that, they, mm-hmm. they come to me and they're like, I don't feel prepared to to handle this. You know, I I feel a little bit more fortunate. I mean, when the pandemic first hit, I was going into my, you know, final semester of senior year. Yeah. So I had a lot of that, you know, college experience and these yeah. hands-on things teaching me, you know, this, this time management and the structure that you were talking about. But it's like, even for students who are coming in in the future, do you think that, you know, they'll be able to, kind of get a grasp on this easier or or sooner? What are your opinions on that?
1: Um, Like for the ones who are like coming in, like next year, first of all, like come January, like even like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like we could all be in person again. And if that's the case, I know like some of these students who are solely online are going to have that little issue, like that little period where they're like, how do I adjust? And like, basically, once again, like, this is even when I was online, I would have those little, like, time stamps where, like, it's like, okay, you work at this hour, like, you're in class from this time, and, like, after class, you do homework, and then, like, after, like, working for a bit, you can treat yourself to whatever. I know, like, for me, especially working at home, uh, last year was a struggle because I'd get up, and then I'd move to my desk. Like, I'd get up out of bed, move to my desk. And then like what my roommate and I did this year is we moved her big desk out from her bedroom into the living room. So we can separate the work life and the home life, like the school life and like the home life. So like the bedroom is like where we can do whatever we want, like relax. And like having like a little station here actually helped a lot too, because like you're not like in the same place. You're not like wanting to like, just get up and go take a nap, you know? Yeah, that's,
0: that's so, so right. It's, it's crazy how much that, you know, just sitting in this one room, because I had that similar issue when, you know, we were really just starting out for online school, especially in college. I'm like, I have my desk in my room, but yeah. you know, I, I had sleep in my room. Like I have, I don't have that outlet to kind of walk to. I'm just living in this same environment. When yeah. in reality, I didn't realize how much my mental health would change just, yeah. Living in this same room. And it's it's so important. And like just what you were saying too, just moving your desk from you know your bedroom to the living room with your roommate. It's like I can't even imagine how much of a I don't want to say relief, but like I guess it kind of is like you don't yeah. have that baggage and it feels like a weight on you. You're just like getting up and you're literally moving two steps to go do your work and then yeah. you know, the day's done, you're then, in your the spot.
1: Yeah, like and that's the thing too, is like I was feeling so I found last year was hard for me mental health wise, because like, I get up, work in the same spot. And then at the end of the day, crawl back into the same room, like, you know, and it's like, when and like, i night, like, when like, I'm trying to like, unwind and fall asleep. I'm, I'm laying there. And I'm like, you have assignments to do. And it's like, now that the desk is out here, it's like, as soon as I'm done homework for the night, like, say I finish around 8pm, I'm like, that's it. No, home, no school for the rest of the night. Like you worked hard. Go take that like time to relax before bed, like that two hours or go do something like, you know, don't worry. Cause like you have that time. Whereas when the desk was in the bedroom, I'm like, I got to work, got to work, got to work. And it like drained me.
0: Yeah. That it's so crazy how like literally where you're doing your work can play such an impact on not only your mental health, but how well the work that you're, you're doing. Yeah. It. Like
1: the quality. Yeah. the Quality.
0: Exactly. It's, it was so crazy to see and such like a, a step back for me to now reflect on and look at and be like where my desk was positioned played such an impact and like where I'm doing this work and how long I'm doing this work. And if I'm scheduling it right, it's, it's, it just changed, you know, my whole, work ethic and I guess going back to Mm -hmm. students that you that you
1: mentor as well have you seen that type of thing happen to them and I've had I've had a few students be like I can't focus like at home because like it's like everything is like we're all here daily like I wake up log on the class in the same place so I like suggest I'm like do you have like a room or like a space in the house that you could just do your class in like where you're not surrounded by like Your room and like your belongings. Cause I know when I was doing class in my bedroom, my cat, as you saw, would just like come on up and then I get distracted because, like, hey, there's a cat here. There's like other things around me. And then, like, you get into that like spiral. And I'm like, you gotta step back. You gotta find a spot where you can sit. Like, if you're at your house, even if you just take your computer and like sit in your like backyard or something and just do class out there, like, you know, sometimes that's fun. Like, I would do that I would take my laptop onto my balcony with my ears my earbuds and my like computer and like if I was being over like if I felt overwhelmed I would just sit on my balcony and do class out there or like even at times I would just like come out to the kitchen or like the the dining room and like set set the computer there and I'm like you're here like you gotta really hammer down the school time and the fun time if you want to succeed this semester like that was my motivation treat myself was if I would do work somewhere else I could like play a video game at night
0: yeah and that's going back to that structure thing you were talking to as well it's it's planning these times to do these things and and that helps I know for me personally I I do that as well like I'm literally looking at you know my class schedule assignment yeah. coming up and just seeing them and Working this all out and being able to create that structure and that plan for yourself, it has helped me so, so much. Like if I think back to where I was a year ago to now, it's crazy not only how much it went down to what it was before, but also how much I've progressed in creating that structure for myself. And I think it's so amazing that you're helping you know, students like me, like last year, like those, those students who are struggling, giving them a chance, like, no, you can do this. You've got this. I'm here to help you. This is what we're going to do. And you lay it out for them because that does that also just by talking to them and being that outlet and being someone that they can turn to for help. It also impacts their mental health. So Mm -hmm. I guess moving on to kind of my, my, one of my final questions here, talking about the future. And wrapping kind of everything that we've talked about and talking about, you know, the state of the world, because it is really unpredictable. And that's also plays a effect on a lot of people's mental health. We don't know what January is going to look like when it comes to then. So what do you think is just the best way for people to, I guess, focus in on the now? Because I'm someone who worries a lot about the future and it is healthy to do that. But it comes to a point where that kind of gets too much. And I know for students, there's that stress there because it's like, well, am I going to be, you know, in person in school? Like, how am I going to put all this? So what's a piece of advice that you could give for those students who are a little bit anxious and really kind of worried about what the future is going to be?
1: One of my like main pieces of advice is taking that time to really like focus on yourself in the present and not like looking too far ahead because like I used to look way too far ahead what if we're still online like next January or like what if we're still online next September and like I'm like no you can't you got to stop thinking about that and you got to like narrow it down to like what can I can I do now like how is this affecting me now kind of deal and then like applying that to like my work and stuff like that I would sit there, I'm like, okay, if I have an assignment due like tomorrow, I give myself like four day like structure, be like, okay, you have an assignment due Tuesday, start it this day. So like, when it comes to the night that the assignments due, you're not like, sitting there at like, 4am, just finishing up and submitting. So I know that affects a lot of people too, is like, if you're like waiting constantly for like deadlines, waiting to push that last minute that affects you like because you, you're like sitting there and your like quality of work start declining so like if you don't look like if you look ahead but not too far ahead and you focus on the present you really like get to soak in the things around you more and that's something that I haven't had the chance to do until like now cuz like I used to just worry 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 where I wasn't like sitting there thinking about the present and I'm like you got to live in the moment and live your life and where it takes you if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that that's so true and you said it really well too like building yourself in the present so you can kind of route your future instead of worrying about it cuz I know if you worry about too much it's going to just carry on in the future and that's what it's always going to be. So having that ability to build yourself now and just focus on like you're saying live in the moment and focus on all of that it, it is so so important. I think so amazing that mm-hmm. you're teaching and helping these younger younger students in doing that, because it really is going to benefit them in the future. And I guess just kind of wrapping that in there, is there anywhere that students can reach you if they
1: are looking for some help? Yeah, they can always like just reach out to me by like my like Fanshawe email, where it's just like s underscore bazion at fanshaweonline.ca. I'm always willing to like help anyone, like if they're looking for like just a little extra support and they're like too afraid to like go to a professional like cuz like i know like sometimes just having like a peer like someone like close to your age yeah. who like can listen and like kind of experience life the way you experience life actually helps so yeah that's
0: amazing well thank you savvy so so much for talking with me and joining us here on the podcast thank you for everything this has been absolutely amazing and eye opening as well you're welcome thanks for having me Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bang Podcast. You can catch up with every episode on Google Play, Apple Music, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe.